0: Welcome to the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff West, and I'm going to spend some time talking about tech and looking at how the old dog weighs really on all that old. I'm going to look at some integration ideas, discuss some successes and failures, and show you that it's really not about being perfect but it's about being patient when it comes to integrating technology. I'm a high school educator, been teaching music band for most of my career, but I am a a big tech enthusiast, and I really enjoy uh, researching and finding answers and ways to integrate tech that don't take up so much time. Let's get going. Well, hello and welcome to episode 35 of Old Dog, New Tech. I'm Jeff West, the host, and I am here with my second interview. Brand new year, trying to start a brand new format. Uh, well, hopefully I can stick to it. Sometimes I'm good about sticking to stuff, and then there's other times. So I'm here with John Daly, a very good friend and colleague at Lakeshore High School. Uh, I'm going to let John introduce himself instead of fumble through it myself. We're going to talk about what he's been doing in the in, um integration of tech and where it's at now, and then uh, we got an article to read
1: here. So, John, go ahead. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me here. I uh, really appreciate it. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Um, it's funny when you mention, again, the name of your your show, The Old Dog, and uh, I'm definitely, I don't know if I'm older than you, but uh, <laughs> definitely doggy. We're on I guess. the list. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, this is my 30th year in education, uh, 26th at uh, Lakeshore, where I work with Jeff, and uh, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to Meet with me today and uh, I'm looking forward to this discussion. Well, good. Um, so
0: my last uh, podcast with my wife and then the one before that with some uh, of our PE colleagues, um, I kind of started out with, you know, where where tech was, you know, we've all been around before tech and then when it started and then into where we are now. So tell us, a, tell me, us a little bit about, uh, you know, what it was like before, then it went started, and that whole transition for you. Because I know in your subject area, it's a, it's a little more uh, to the point.
1: Yeah, I, I teach uh, business and computer classes and leadership classes. Um, and I remember, oh, well, we used the platform of Blackboard. Uh, boy, it's got to be, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 years or so uh, when that came out. And uh, me and our buddy Alan Kunst were one of the first ones to really jump on board with that. Um, and it was it was game changing. And I know that, the, you know, there's different forms of technology out there uh, that teachers are bringing in. And just the conversation we're having before, some of them still aren't. They're still struggling with it. Um, but it, there's definitely a lot of pluses. I love this article that you, that you shared with me uh, before this. Um, looking back on the olden days, obviously there are some simpler things. Um, but there, I think there's a lot more uh, better things going on right now, more connectivity with students. And the students, this article starts talking about students are digital natives, the first couple words of the article. They bring in a whole different mindset uh, now than the students did, say, 15 years ago. Um, And it challenges us as teachers, I think, to be on our game a little bit more, not only with our subject matter, but also with the technology that we need to use. So I I find it engaging. Um, I definitely don't wish, oh, we need to go back to the olden days. I know there's some teachers that still feel like that. Um, I think we've gotten rid of all the chalkboards in our building. Um, but, but I still I, have one. Do you? Yeah. Excellent. Behind my screen. Excellent. <laughs> so the chalk dust is still on your clothes once yeah, yeah, in a yeah, while. Once in a while. That's yeah. cool. But no, I think we're making great strides. Um, and there's still, obviously uh, to me, it's all about the relationships. And, and it was about that when I first started teaching. So the technology will, I don't think we'll ever replace that, but there's definitely a mix of old and new, I think with this. Now you mentioned, uh, digital natives, um,
0: I know my wife mentioned and uh, I'm going back in my mind about the PE teachers. I think they at least kind of scratched the surface, but uh, her students, uh, while yes, they understood the uh, social and game aspects uh, as far as collaboration, critical thinking, searching, digital citizenship wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like you would assume that it might be. Did you find that too?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the the famous you know line it's happened a couple of times with uh, some students who struggle in my class and they're not doing well grade wise or even failing um, but yet I'll get the comment from a parent whether it's at parent teacher conferences or by email I don't understand my son loves computers he's on them all the time I don't understand why he's failing your class there is that aspect of okay yes you love computers and yes you're using them for whatever but in the real world, there's other uses yeah. that get judged by by schools and by employers yeah. that the kids have to pick up on. That was something that always kind of amazed me. I know in my music area,
0: you know, that thought process of, oh, my son's so good on a computer, why is he struggling in near class, Mr. Daly? It's kind of like if you just handed them a musical instrument and thought they'd start playing in the band. Mm. And and you gotta go through beginning in mm. seventh and eighth grade and you know, to get on up there. And I was my wife and I were talking about the parallels. Uh, in our background in music that we've been taught to teach as far as developing that. And I'm not sure that's always been the case in content, Uh, maybe K one, two, three, but after a while you quit teaching some of the, I don't know, uh, basic entry level functions, things Mm -hmm. that you do to, to perform math skills. You're, you're building upon uh, those older ones. And, so it's interesting, you know, you just hand them a computer and, you know, they should be good to go while they're, they're not. I that's think right. that's definitely something that pulls back. So now you've had computers in your classroom
1: since? Since I started. I okay. mean, when I started in the fall of 93, uh, I was in that front lab uh, with Mrs. Amberman. And, um, you know, we had computers. They were old, obviously, floppy yeah. disks and everything. But, yeah. uh Yeah, we had computers.
0: And connectivity still an issue even when it was hardwired, that type
1: of thing. Yeah, it was our own internal network. So there was nothing, obviously, the Internet wasn't around yet, uh, just started, uh, but it was all internal to where we access programs on the internal servers and stuff.
0: And there's probably just X amount of things you could really
1: do uh, on there. Um, What were some of the things, first off? It was more of the application, uh, Word, Excel, um, that we really hit with the kids, along with the bookwork and stuff in the various classes. So you get to hear that <laughs>
0: of the of the of the floppy disk. Oh my God! Yeah. Sticking there.
1: Yep. You or know. they got Uh-oh. cut or sounds sliced like, or scratched.
0: Sounds, <laughs> sounds like your disk is bad. Oh. When you hear that. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it, it knew, was crazy. That was the end of it. Yes. It, it escape! Escape! Right. Stop! Don't stop. <laughs> oh, okay, get out of there! Wait. So, um, so now. We we use Schoology. Um, what uh, what are some other maybe more subject specific things that you have that you use regularly? Do you have any? I know we have CAD lab. I be honest with you, you're here I'm hearing it first time along with you, everybody. Uh, other than the obvious online Google Schoology Blackboard things, what other types of things might you all use tech wise?
1: Uh, one of the things I try and bring to all my students, uh, and we do this as a business department, is um, their freshman year, we try to focus in on having uh, the students have a positive online identity. And we've chosen um, Weebly just for them to have a digital portfolio. And we try to promote to them about using it all throughout high school. Uh, a lot of different teachers, both in our department and outside our department, want them to have a web presence. And um, we're, we're getting the students to try and buy into that to where they can uh, post things. So um, the digital portfolio part that I like using were uh, work samples that kind of visualizes their resume. You know, I always state to them, hey, a resume, you can have anything on there that you want. I don't tell them to lie, but words are powerful, right? But visual um, experiences and examples as as part of a, a digital portfolio go that extra mile to where when they're trying to get a job, a scholarship, an internship, and it says on a resume one thing, but then the employer or the college can see visually on their site, boy, this kid does know how to do this or how to put this video together or whatever. Um, I'm big on blogging. I want these kids to be able to have a digital footprint that's very positive. So um, last couple of years, I've been doing weekly blog assignments.
0: What do you use for that? Uh,
1: circling on uh, different leadership, you know, titles. Whether it's um, listen to a podcast watching a video, an article. What what do you blog on? Uh, on We use Weebly. We We set up a blog page. Yep. And so the the students will post um, links and their thoughts and pictures on there. And it really, I have found over the last, probably the year, uh, this year especially, our kids are really good. Not all of them. They try. But our kids have some exceptional writing skills. And to me, as a teacher um, in business, not English, right, I always want my students to be able to express themselves well. And technology is obviously a new way. Some of them, you know, they will turn in stuff that, that they think that they're texting with shortcuts and these little, you know, uh, uncapitalized grammar, um, right. punctuation stuff that I try to remind them of that they got to fix. But uh, they, so many of them are thanking me for allowing them to express themselves with these real world thoughts and connections that uh, I think are really good. So are there any uh,
0: software pieces other than just online things that, that you all use? I, I remember back when uh, when there was a Java, there was a particular piece of software mm. through a company that we either bought licenses to or right. then as it moved online. Um, uh, and they're, I'm totally losing like, all those 25 icons that when I fire yeah. up my school computer, come on, that I don't use, but right. everybody else gets. right Yeah. You, do you have any pieces like that anymore? Is you know it what? Pretty much all online? I
1: know they're there, but uh, the Microsoft Office stuff, we still are big on, and we're blending it more with Google Docs. I know you're a big Google Docs fan. I'm still treading into that water. I'm going to the deep end a little bit more with that. Um, so I always try and have my students have the ability to use many different formats. I even still allow my students to write on paper. Right. You know Because yes. I remember we got Chromebooks uh, at our school uh, a year ago, And I remember before the end of September, I had students telling me how sick sick and tired they were of them already.
0: Yeah, we overdo it. Yes.
1: And so um, when I, you know, first, second day of school or with the classes, I always remind students that they have multiple ways of turning in their work. And pencil, pen or paper is still one of them for me. And to me personally, Jeff, you know, I'm a teacher, um, always will be. If there's ever a day where I say, no, you can't write. I think I'm doing a big disservice to, yeah. uh, to the kids, and that might be the day that I start looking to hang it up <laughs> if I'm told that oh, we no, can't I, do that.
0: Yeah, I think it's a blend. In fact, um, you know, I know I sent you an article for us to kind of s- circle on. And we'll get to that here in a second. But I just came across another article that said it's not tech integration. It's teacher teaching or teacher evolution. And that's what they were saying is that it's all a blend. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is about humans. Uh, but in my whole life, every time there's a new method, way of approaching it, it's a whole hog on that. It, yeah. and, and we don't stop to think about the positives and the negatives and that there's just rarely anything, any one thing that we can use uh, to better improve, uh, I don't know, administrate something mm-hmm. it, because we're, there's so many different kinds of people, mm-hmm. you know, the learners that Absolutely. we have, oh my gosh. You know, they, they've got to write, they've got to have that tactile. They just have to. Yep. Um, I, that was one of my best study methods. I even, even typing out my notes wasn't as helpful as when I wrote it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was like my brain could process better or something. So yes, I agree with you. The yeah. writing, we definitely, uh, need to keep that balance but i thought that article was interesting i'll have to look that up i'll i'll uh, I'll send that to you because it had some excellent points um so speaking of an article um i was trying to find an article because john has been teaching tech uh at some particular level or he is in the department of the people then that also started coding and website Mm because i know there's a couple other teachers that's not exactly what you do as much right you're not the coding you're the business finance business career tech
1: Yeah, now Mallory Miller definitely has more of those programs that they need licenses for. Uh, She's both a blend in the business department, but also the engineering design uh, with Melissa Tadero and Tasha Candela, uh, definitely the web design. Right. uh, Definitely uses more software tools. Yes,
0: and coding. And coding, absolutely. Absolutely. The The higher
1: end. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, so, but the conversation um, that I wanted to have with you was to try and find an article that was shorter, which was really hard, mm-hmm. as I was talking to you about before we started recording, I uh, for good or bad, I guess, of pros and cons. And so this article is on Top Hat, and I'll put it in the show notes, so uh, don't worry about it if you don't get all the information. Um, it's called Six Pros and Cons, Six, that is, of Technology in the Classroom in 2018. And it looks like this might have been... Um, about education, but also higher education. Did you get that?
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah. So um, what do you think of the pros? Any Anything jump out at you more than the others?
1: You know what? The, the, the list of them were really good. Um, I, I like the second one where they brought up the technology in the classroom helps ensure full participation. You know, both of us have been around long enough to remember that there was always kids that didn't engage in class as much as others, Right. Um, As far as shy, a little bit more apprehension, more stuff going on at home, whatever the reason, right? Mm -hmm. Technology definitely opens up doors to where they can connect uh, with us as teachers. And we get to find out, I think, more about them through their writing. And that's the other reason why I do the blogs and some other things, that I get to read about uh, their thoughts and ideas and their opinions more so than if we had to talk all the time.
0: Well, and let's back it up even, you know... um before before the kids producing, as they're starting to do that, I remember I was in your classroom and, and actually I was teaching and got to use this. What is the software? You send them a little note saying, Oops, you're a little off. You can send them, you can see their screens. What is that? Uh, it's a Guardian. Uh, or is it that what you're using? But yeah,
1: on the desktops, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a different program. Yeah. It's uh, Land School. Okay. And yeah.
0: so we just say, Hey, get back to this for a yep. few minutes. Send a little comment. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and I guess the reason I mention that is because I think again it's the user a lot of the time mm-hmm. you know the teachers uh, from what I've seen a little bit I've read about heard about it seems like again you want to just set down the device and say click and go here okay good luck yeah and you still there's still the teaching aspect it's a little more of a facilitating aspect, yes, than it is the
1: driver. Definitely, than it is the teacher, so to speak. Definitely. Do you agree? I mean, absolutely. Is that, is
0: that what you found?
1: Yeah, and it's a lot more individualized because there's certain kids that just hit the ground running with you instruction. Individualized quicker. Can yes. You not? Yeah.
0: Yes. If you know, if you know the the platform you're
1: using, absolutely. the application, absolutely, it does offer the way of making things a little bit easier. Uh, part number four was technology can automate a lot of your tedious tasks. We've talked about the grading. In fact, before you got here for this recording today, uh, I was trying to finish up on some grading before we head back to school. And I just thought back as far as I still got some papers to look at. um, But looking at it online, sending a quick message, opening up different files, it's a lot easier for me to upload grades rather than, okay, I got my grading done. Where's my sheet? Oh, here it is. Now I got to log into the grade site and upload them and put them in myself. Um, So I love that point. It can definitely automate a lot of, more tedious tasks, which gives me more time to do stuff with the students and be yeah. available um, and, and have more time at home.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I uh, I am just thinking back as you said, upload and all that. The was it the pilot year? Um, oh my gosh, it was. It was wasn't that it was all that hard. It just for someone piloting it who is fired up about tech integration like I am. And then you get on there, and the, we grade with Power School and Schoology, and they weren't playing nice together. Correct. And they they play better now. Yes, there have been some changes, but oh, I thought to myself, "There's no way this is not gonna it's you know not I gonna mean, fly." Sure, it's great when it works, but again, what what isn't? If a kid doesn't have a pencil, it's gonna be hard to write. Yep. And so, uh, I guess again, it comes back to how you manage it. So. Uh, was there any other one that kind of jumped out? I'm going to read all six. I think just so that everybody yeah. knows. Um, number either. six
1: was we live in a digital world and technology is a life skill. There, there's no getting around it. They, yeah. You know, teachers that don't like um, yeah. using technology. I mean, I, I get it. You know, it is nerve wracking at times, but it's not going anywhere. No. And if yeah. we can teach the kids uh, proper ways of using things in an educational setting, and also, which is another try, I try and connect all my students to career interest. I don't care what class I'm teaching. I want them to see, you know, what are you going to do in life after high school? There's a bigger picture here. You know, some of you may not like high school, but there's a bigger picture of why you're going to get through this because this is coming. And technology, I think, is a big piece of whatever that is for the students. Yeah. And it's that facilitating. I mean, you're facilitating
0: their vision there, I think. Absolutely. To get them. It's not just about, oh, my gosh, I can't stand this class. Correct. Um, you know, ugh, it's whatever the longest month for me, it's October and March. Those are long months. Yes. They're busy and there's often not a break right. in there, even a three day weekend type of thing. Yeah. And, um, uh, you get focused just on those 24 hours of that work week mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, get the kids off to, to think, look, you're talking two years and you're could be having a job. Absolutely. You could be going to Germany. If you join the service, you could be yep. whatever. That's a good point. So, so the pros in this, the first one, um, let me scratch my eye. Sorry. Commercial break. <laughs> uh, here we go. Using technology in the classroom allows you to experiment more in pedagogy and get instant feedback. Number two, uh, um, encouraging full participation. Like you highlighted, John. There are countless resources for enhancing education and making learning more fun and effective. I'm seeing that word enhancing come up. I you know enhancing learning. It seems to be one of the buzzwords, at least as I'm reading, mm-hmm. uh, automate the tedious tasks. Uh, number five, we didn't get to with technology in the classroom. Your students have instant access to fresh information that can supplement their learning experience. Uh, I think that goes to digital citizenship and searching skills, though, too. I, I, I did a search when I was looking for this article. Uh Articles from 2013 and 14 and 15 came up. And, of course, that's probably because Google sets it by what gets clicked the most. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or maybe it's an advertiser or someone has bought. And so uh, I have to make sure I set it 2018. I don't want – I mean, it still came up four, five, six down the line. Right. And then the sixth one, we live in a digital world. So, all right, now to the dark clouds, (laughs) Uh, the cons. I'll read them and then we'll touch base on them. As we we think so. Technology in the classroom can be a distraction. Technology can be a disconnect. Excuse me, back that up. Technology can disconnect students from social interactions. Technology can foster cheating in class and on assignments. Never. I would never have done that. (laughs) Students don't have equal access to technology resources. Number five, the quality of research and sources they find may not be top notch. And the last one, lesson planning might become more labor intensive with technology. Anything there that agree, disagree,
1: maybe it's not, you know, of all the cons they could put on there. Maybe that's not such a big deal. Yeah. I mean, this whole list was definitely, I can see all of them. I can see where people are making a claim uh, as far as being distracting, Um, but you know what, so is life. And I always try to bring up with my students these pros and cons that this article brings up. It's not just targeting kids. We as adults you know, yeah. are just as guilty or just as you know supportive of, of some of these things um, as the kids are. So definitely the disconnecting students from social interactions. I think I see that a lot of times in the hallways. Um, there's always kids goofing around and talking and joking and laughing. Yeah. But there's a lot of kids walking around with their heads down with the device on all the time and with the headphones, which they're really kind of shut off, you know, to the world. And there's plenty of times I'll just stick my arm out playingly, playfully, I guess, uh, just to see if they're going to look up. Um, And it's sad to say, but we see it on the roads too. Uh, That's a big concern. Um, And I think in, in, in the classroom, there's always times where, hey, put the phone away. Hey, take care of your phones out. You know, let me just share this information with you. You know, I allow kids to listen to music while they're working. But I also reinforce the fact of, hey, when we're going over something, I'm sharing information to help you. It's right. not because I want to hear myself. Managing talk.
0: that. Yeah. Yes. And again, it's facilitating. I know it's kind of a word that keeps coming back, but that's what I'm thinking is teaching the kids. the I don't know if it's broader concept, but maybe more objective, like evaluating. Yeah. Uh, synthesizing, mm-hmm. you know, those to, to use a couple of Bloom's terms. But. Yeah. Um, those are a little broader than, say, when you're teaching. Yes. That's, that's pretty strict. That's pretty – I mean, you yep. know, you can teach in a multitude of ways. Uh, yeah, the, the – the, excuse me, being set up, shut off from the social aspect mm-hmm. of it. Uh, they've got to figure out how to – because there's a time
1: for it. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, I think they, all six of these cons, though, can be easily seen in the real world with adults in the workplace. Yeah. You substitute classroom for the workplace – I don't care where I I go out shopping or restaurants or, uh, you know, delivery type services. These things are going on in the world, not just with kids. Right. And so if we can give them as young adults um, some tools and reasons why they just want to be mindful of these, they've got to control it. The whole cheating thing, um, you know, kids are going to cheat. They're going to cheat. They did it back before computers and stuff in our day. Um, I walk on that dark line sometimes too. I'm trying to get the students to realize that if that's what you're hanging your 3.765 grade point average on, and you're going to this college and you got the scholarship, but you've cheated your way to get there, I always try and let them know you will be found out. Yeah. You know, it will come out, and the biggest thing is you already know about it. Yeah. You have to live with yourself, and there's yeah. there's some falsities there that no matter what technology is out there, some kids choose to do those things. Yeah. Right Or they've been taught from somebody. Um, it's been a part of life. This is just another tool to help it happen, I guess. I think even if they're not caught, specific caught, you know,
0: headlines caught type of thing, at some point they really didn't learn things. Correct. Um, and so I guess there's a, a particular value mm-hmm. you have to place upon the quote unquote cheating. You know, if they learned the content and they're, making, enhancing the world, making better, is it cheating? Or is it a skill that we develop? You know, it's, it, right. that's one of those words, cheating. Yeah. Uh, that there are some pretty clear definitions to cheating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also some gray area uh, in there, depending on, uh, and I'm not saying I'm advocating for cheating. I'm just saying I'm on the side of, you know, if they're going to cheat, then I just make my tests hard. I make it a, a challenge. If you're going to cheat, then all right, you're going to look things up on another tab while the test is open on another tab. Right. Then my questions are going to be hard, so you have to look them up. Right. It's not going to be quick. And you're going to have about five minutes of questions, right. so good luck. Right. Um, so you challenge them more. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I think there's that direction, but I also find see the value in knowing your multiplication tables. Oh, sure. And so you can't – there's no – You can't allow cheating there. You know, can't use a calculator. No, you you have to know them. Uh, There's some things I think you have to know. So Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily saying I'm for cheating. I'm just saying uh, I don't think that we're powerless against it as teachers. Correct. Good point. What you know is what I'm saying, uh, as we've seen in the past decade, that school has gotten, I wouldn't say easier, but Everything is trim the fat, trim the fat, getting down to what's the basic black and white concept you want these kids to know. Right. And there's no color around it or anything. Mm -hmm. There's no expanding. There's no room for creativity. Right. There's no room for collaboration. It's It's do it or don't do it type of thing. And that's all mostly standardized testing.
1: Absolutely. There's so much we got to get to.
0: All this accountability stuff, which, again necessary, but like we said like we were talking earlier in the podcast here, we tend to grab onto something and make it the thing, right? You know, and uh it's just not that way for humans. It's right. got to be a balance. So I you know I uh I agree with the social interactions. I think we kind of got I kind of got us off track there. But um the distraction of course that's a facilitating thing. I think I've gotten better at handling that, but mm. there were a few years ago where it was driving me crazy. Yeah and the kids were belligerent mm. about it and uh but it took a little while uh, for the students and i think all teachers because i think we even had some colleagues that were like yeah it's okay have your phone out which again a little bit right a little bit wrong right uh, but it was figuring out where that line
1: was absolutely there's the growing pains and there
0: still is but Right. Yeah, I right. think the smartphone though has kind of flattened out. I mean, you're gonna it's gonna have kind of the same features versus, you know, you had the flip phone with the, you used the dial for everything, and then the touchscreen came out, yes. and then the and now for where we're at now, basically. Yeah. And Good so point. I think it's giving us a chance to catch up. I'm just my two cents worth. All right, well, we are coming up to the end of our time here. Um, I what about the lesson planning? Might be more labor intensive. Well, now, that was one that jumped out at me like, I don't, I, you cut and paste and I like planbook.com mm-hmm. and I started using it several years ago and I can say now there are more standards. It links to Google drive, uh, Dropbox. Uh, I'm sure it links to something else that I don't use. Right. It's,
1: it's easier for me, if anything, yep. Uh, That's the one thing I've noticed that these standards benchmarks and in the business area, um, there's not a lot of state standards. So we go to national standards, whether it's the Business Education Association or, um, you know, the accounting principles, you know, yeah. that it's more national and you, like you said, they're easier to find. Yeah. And they're linked to more resources now than ever before.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and I read the paragraphs underneath you Choosing classroom technology, it's important to engage the software vendor to make sure you have the support in place. Now, there, there maybe that's what that's more about is, you know, there's support involved. Correct. In that Uh I don't know about you, but whenever I get training, I need to go back and ask somebody. Now, what was that? Was this what they said? Because I it takes me a while. It always Correct. has, right? Since I was young, to kind of soak it in and go, Okay, yeah, yep. Fail and then yep. come back, learn some more. Uh, so maybe that's what it's more about: is the actual lesson uh, uh, delivery mm. than planning. Yes, it's going to be more labor intensive, and I. I think so. Yeah, the, I, I could definitely that. see that point.
1: Definitely yeah. see that point. And like we, We've been happened. on trainings, oh, and yeah. some great, and some not so great, Yeah, to the point where, hey, we got to get back on the bike, so to speak, and yeah. keep trying it, rather than, oh, God, that was last summer. Yeah. We haven't done it since. I yeah. forgot. How know. many things have we abandoned after oh. one or two
0: fails on it? And, uh, and we all know. Yes. But it's – Yeah, you're not steering wheel. You're just riding along. Right. uh, Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Thank you. May
1: have another. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So, hey. um, Usually at the end of my podcast, I like to do a tech treat from the old dog, and uh, so I'm going to ask my guest just to kind of put him on the spot and say anything that. You know, thinking about the SAMR model, you know, that you're at the R point, which is kind of replacement, I guess. You can't do without now the piece of technology mm-hmm. that you're like, gosh, I'm so glad that's here, or maybe something you're just breaking into and you think it's gonna be great, kind of a that kind of a that's kind of what
1: my tech wow. treats are often about. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean you mentioned the smartphone. There's there's days A few days here and there that I have forgotten my phone at home and whether I'm close by, I'll turn right around and and go back and get it. Or there's been a couple of times where, okay, too far and closer to school. I got to get there. Uh, I'll email my wife or call her. She's the only one that has to know that I don't have it. Um, That would definitely be one that I lean on. But again, I'm trying to, we focus on telling the students about, hey, we're talking now, put the phones away. I'm trying to do that now too with my wife, especially when we're talking or we're at a restaurant. Uh, and I notice around, it just seems like that 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 device, that handheld device, is one of the things that most people uh, cannot be without. And I, I try to uh, put it down more and not be so connected to it. Um, I thought I'd be a lot more further along with online books or reading on a Kindle or something like that. I really enjoy just a good old-fashioned hardcover with pages yep. that I can underline in red and make notes in the margins and stuff. And I know you can do that online. Um, so the old-time book stuff is something I still enjoy getting a book and sitting down with. Uh, but those those are a couple, uh, you know, on both spectrums and both yeah. ends of it.
0: How about in the classroom? Are you a Google Drive user? Are you still use your C Drive mostly? Are you a uh, – uh, what's the one on uh, Outlook? Yeah. OneDrive.
1: I, I still use uh, the network drive mostly. Um, I, I do use the Google Drive a little bit. I know I need to probably – branch off and get more comfortable with that, get out of my comfort what zone. You're ready for it. what yeah. I, you know,
0: it's what what you want to do. You know, if it's
1: you know, kids can turn it in multiple ways. So I can still get links to their Google Docs or I can still get a word document sent okay. to me.
0: Any um, particular like um, organizational uh, little trick that you use with your files other than you name it, do you date it? Do you have a class anyway, any way you label it?
1: Yeah. The folders that I start off and it doesn't take long for them to get really huge. But, you know, usually I'll start off with the school year. Inside that, I got administrative stuff. You know, uh, parent contacts. So each of my like classes, yes, okay. yes, and so just chapter stuff, article titles, right. and I can easily. I just leave the format up so that I can always check the date uh, that I had it on there. So when I've lost things or try to find things, searching them are, is really easy for me um, because I'm definitely not an organizational guy. So tools like that definitely help me big time. I remember back filing cabinet wise. Oh my god. And we still got some old files in our business department office that we've definitely got to get rid of. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, you know, try and basically, and I try and get the kids to do that too. Whatever format they're using, try and stay organized. Instead of just naming yeah, files, um, whatever, I, I'll pull up a student's directory. Hey, we're trying to find this, and they just have stuff as A A A, F F F, G G G. They don't care sometimes what they name these things. Yeah. I'm like, how are you going to know tomorrow what that yeah. is? You know. Um, So the file folders are big for me. You know, one of the sweet things, um, and not to
0: say that this is better or worse, but
1: uh, about Google Drive is
0: if you open up your document and you start typing and then you click up uh, on the upper left corner on the screen, uh, it will say untitled document. And you click on that and it will take those first words you typed and put it in as your title automatically. Mm. Uh, Another sweet thing, because I'm thinking, I think the... C drives have gotten a lot better. Hmm. But um, um, the search aspect, they'll find every file with those words in it. did yes. used to do that. Right. It used to only search title. Like think Google Drive does that for sure. And you can search by document type and then of course modified Latest, but uh, for me,
1: mm. it
0: took me a long time to get used to it. But now that I'm used to it, you know, if I'm sending you a, a memo and I'll say "memo to John Daly," I'll click up to a uh, type, and it says "memo to John Daly," and then I can add the year or whatever. Others I've heard have particular like, yeah, you know, they might put 2019 T1 Career Tech. I don't. Know, maybe they haven't put the date yet. I don't know. Yeah. Have, have long titles. You know, something like that. That seems a little long to me. Yeah. Uh, but I like the fact that I don't have to title. Uh, I can use the first few words of my document to title in Google Docs. And then uh, the drive search function is really, That's really cool. improved. And so has the on computer. Yeah. Man, has that been a long time
1: coming? This. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you bring that up. That's a good point. That's a lot of fun.
0: Well, I think that's where we're going to cut it off here. Where have gone about thirty-five minutes. I'm. Uh, we're going to have to take a water break. I think we're getting old. We can't sit and talk this long. You know, we're used to talking what five or ten minutes. And okay, kids, now go. And even me with the band. You know, they say talk less, play more. Right. You know, uh, but I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I know I have. I thank my uh, friend John Daly. Uh, he also has uh, some podcasts and uh, some things he does online. Uh, John, tell us
1: that real quick. So I yeah, that uh, on Facebook, uh, Coach to Expect Success uh, is the Facebook page, and uh, Coach to Expect Success is also the podcast uh, that you can find on uh, the many channels out there. Uh, you know, between Apple and uh, Stitcher and all those. Um, on Twitter, Coach to Success, and on Instagram, Coach John Daly. In fact, we're going to do a quick podcast here. For my show, as soon as we're done with this one, so I'm looking That's forward right. to
0: that. We're just going to turn the microphone, so to speak. Actually, you don't even have to do that because it's in stereo. So, Here you go. <laughs> isn't that funny? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Showing my, showing my old dog side a whole lot more Love than that. the new tech thing. Love the old dog. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I am at, at at. Uh, let me try this again, at EdTechJWest on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to start a Facebook page, not necessarily like a big deal thing just something for this podcast old dog new tech i also just started a new uh email old dog new tech 10 that's o-l-d-d-o-g-n-e-w-t-e-c-h-1-0 at gmail.com and i'm trying to communicate more with folks and i hope you'll take a minute and uh either give me a review on itunes or just send me an email saying love it hate it like to hear more of this uh, if you enjoyed this particular episode or any of the other 34 that I have, uh, man, why would you start this thing? It goes, doesn't it, John? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. All
0: right. Uh, I hope you're having a good new year, 2019. Before long, it'll be 2020. You take care. This has been the Old Dog New Tech Podcast with your host, Jeff West. I hope you enjoyed your time. And remember, with EdTech integration, it's about being patient and not perfect.